yes, 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 yes. Welcome to another interesting episode of All Things Basketball Podcast. And of course, I'm your host, Coach Luke. How's everybody doing out there in basketball land today? Well, I tell you, we got a hot, hot day out there, man. It's sizzling out there, but the show must go on. And how was everybody's weekend? I hope it was good, because mine was sure good. And the weekends always go fast. But let's get right into episode 31. The name of episode 31 is Wild Wild West. The name of episode 31, people, Wild Wild West. And I think you know what I'm going to talk about a little bit later on, because you know how Coach Luke like to do it. I like to ease into the uh, main topic of the, of the show. And so we'll get into that a little bit later on. But before we start this wonderful, wonderful show on a Monday, guess what? We got to tap in, baby. Tap into All Things Basketball Podcast on Instagram. Follow me and I'll follow you. Tap into All Things Basketball Podcast on Facebook. And if you need good training, you know what to do. Hit the email button, leave your information, and we'll get right back to you. Download, share, like, download. Come on, people. All Things Basketball Podcast is for you. Let's go. Well, all right. We're getting into episode 31, people. Wild, wild west. All right. And we're going to start it off with news out of the Boston Celtic building. Now, a lot of people know, as we know in the NBA, it's no longer a formidable big three right now. Now, all of a sudden, we have big twos all around the league. You know, we got the big two in both LA, uh, on both LA teams, Utah. Uh, Portland, Golden State, Brooklyn. You know, we got the big twos everywhere. And so out of the Boston Celtic building, they feel they have a big two. And their big two is Kimber Walker and Jason Tatum. All right? Now, the question that's being asked on the gram right now is, you know, do Coach Luke and All Things Basketball Podcast feel that Kimber Walker and Jason Tatum are a formidable Big two for the Boston Celtics. Well, I got to be honest with you. Uh, Jason Tatum is in his third season. Now, he had an excellent, excellent rookie year. I mean, they went to the Eastern Conference Finals. He did his thing. I mean, he really shined. And that summer, after his rookie year, he worked out the whole summer with Kobe Bryant. And so we really were looking for Jason Tatum to break out this year. Well, I tell you what. He had glimpses. He played very well, but he didn't have a breakout season in his second season. All right. And so I'm not sure if you're asking Coach Luke the question, I'm not sure if Boston has a legit big two. Now, of course, I see Jason Tatum as becoming a star and possibly a superstar down the line. But right now we're kind of looking at him in his third season and kind of keeping an eye on him for his third season. And I tell you what, the kid has a lot, a lot of talent. He's a phenomenal talent. But will he be a a part of a big two? And we know Kimber Walker is, is excellent. We know he was all NBA second team. So we definitely, you definitely have that one cog right there in Kimber Walker. All right. And of course, the Boston Celtics have some very good talent. You know, Gordon Haywood, 
you know, and you got Jason Tatum, and you got a few other players over there, all right, Jalen Brown. You got some excellent young players over there, but we're talking about Jason Tatum adding to Kimber Walker and making them have the dynamic duel that's going through the NBA right now. And like I said, like Coach Luke said, I'm not too sure. We're really going to have to see how Jason Tatum comes out in the new season, the upcoming season, all right? Like, again, I said he had an excellent uh, rookie year. And so the second year, I mean, it wasn't it wasn't a breakout. It was um, glimpses. He had some big, big games, but then he disappeared in some games. So now he's in his third season, and you don't know, you don't want to rush young players, you know? Every young player doesn't come out and, and be like a gangbuster and bust right out and become a superstar. So you don't want to rush these young players, but we will keep an eye on Jason Tatum coming up in his third season. And who knows, maybe him and Kimball Walker will become that dynamic duel in the Boston uniforms. But right now, we have to look closely at Jason Tatum before we ordain that the Boston Celtics have a big two. Well, all right. That's what we're talking about. We're talking about the Boston Celtics and whether they have a big two, and we're not so sure about that just yet. But, we, you know, pump the brakes, people, because Jason Tatum is a young player, and you're going to have to give him some time. Well, okay. On to the next one, people. On to the next one. Mitchell Robinson of the New York Knicks. Well, we all know that Mitchell Robinson is a phenomenal talent. He's a freak of nature, and he's going to perform at a high, high level for Coach Luke's New York Knicks this year. And I, like I always say, Mitchell Robinson doesn't, hasn't even tapped in to his ability. And once he realizes all of the things that he can do on a basketball court, look out, NBA, because Mitchell Robinson will be an all-star very, very shortly. But coming out of the New York Knicks building, uh, um, Mitchell Robinson will be attending Akeem Olajuwon's big man camp. Mitchell Robinson will be attending Akeem Olajuwon's big man camp. And I think that's a wonderful thing for Mitchell Robinson. He just finished a stint at the NBA Summer League in, in, in Las Vegas, and he played phenomenal. And so now he's on his way from Vegas to Houston to join up with Akeem Olajuwon and a lot of other big uh, uh, big centers of the past and work on his game. And Mitchell Robinson continues to work on his game. He's not short of hard work. And that's also what I love about Mitchell Robinson. So coming out of the Nick building, Mitchell Robinson will be attending the big man camp that Akeem Olajuwon um, holds every summer. And a lot of times he holds it for guys 6'9 and up. But I, from what I understand, anybody can attend the big man camp. But it's mostly for centers and power forwards. That's what the camp is really for. And that's what the camp was started by, started on by the famous Hall of Famer, Akeem Olajuwon. And so he really likes to work with young centers for the most part and young power forwards on their footwork, their jab steps, uh, how to, how to, um, get the right positioning on rebounds, how to run the floor properly, and et cetera, et cetera. He really, really works those young big men and gets them in the proper shape so that they can deal with the NBA on a daily basis 
And I'm just proud and happy that Mitchell Robinson was invited to go on down to Houston and work with such an excellent talent like Akeem Olajuwon on his game. And so Mitchell Robinson continues to work on his game. And I believe we'll see a whole lot of good that comes out of that big man camp when it comes to Mitchell Robinson in the upcoming season. Once again, tap in, baby. Tap in All Things Basketball Podcast on Instagram. Follow me and I'll follow you. Tap in the All Things Basketball Podcast on Facebook. And if you need good training, of course, hit that email button. Download, share, like, download. Come on, people, All Things Basketball Podcast. It's for you. Let's go. Well, all right. Will John Moran be ready for training camp? Will John Moran be ready for training camp? You better believe John Morant will be ready for training camp. Now, one of the things a lot of people are asking that question for is because John Morant did not participate in the NBA Summer League in Vegas. Well, before he was drafted, he had a little minor knee surgery. All right. So I just believe the Memphis Grizzlies are proceeding with caution as they should. He's the number number two pick. And I'm going to tell you, he's the he's actually the future of the team. Between him and young Jared Jackson Jr., they're the future of the team. And and the Memphis Grizzlies are going to build around those two young men. And I tell you what, John Morant will be ready in September, all right? And they're already saying he's going to be playing upwards of 30 to 35 minutes a game. So, I mean, just because he hasn't played in the NBA Summer League in Vegas does not mean that John Morant won't be ready. All right. And so what Coach Luke is understanding is that he is working out with the team. He is practicing with the team because, you know, when you go to the summer league, you're just not playing the games. You're holding numerous practices. And so John Morant is practicing with the team. All right. But as far as playing games, he's they're, they're holding him out with caution because you really don't want anything to happen to John Morant before the upcoming season because he's a big, big part of the Grizzlies' plans moving forward. And so, yes, I believe John Morant will be ready and willing to go when September comes and when training camp comes. And, of course, at the end of October, he will be ready to perform at a high, high level. He's a phenomenal ball player, and we're going to get a treat just watching him in an NBA uniform this season. So John Morant will definitely be ready to perform in the upcoming season. But the Memphis Grizzlies, I believe, is treating this situation 100% by keeping him out of the NBA Summer League. All right. The Clippers are looking for another score off the bench. Now, like Coach Luke said, the Clippers are loaded, man. The Clippers are loaded. But maybe they might be looking for a forward or, or, or a big man to put in the post uh, behind Montreal Harrell uh, and, and, and a person that can come off the bench and give them maybe 10 to 15 or another double-double. I mean, but that's basically all that they need. And, and, and you might have that in the rookies. If you look closely at the Clipper rookies, you might have that there. And you might not have to uh, go out abroad free agency as far as looking for a big scorer off the bench. 
well, a big man scorer because, you know, their guard situation is, is already solidified, all right? Their guard situation, they've got enough points from their guard situation in their small forward area. So they're pretty much, uh, as far as those positions, they're pretty much okay in that area. It's just that the Clippers, you never can get, you know, people, you never can get too comfortable, all right? Of course, they acquired Paul George and Kawhi Leonard and to add to the team that they already have. But guess what? You never can get too comfortable with who you are and, and not trying to get better and better at all times. And so, of course, you know the great Jerry West is not going to sit down just because he has Paul George and Kawhi Leonard and the rest of the nucleus in the Clipper building. He's going to continue to improve and continue to get better. And so coming out of the Clipper building, they're still looking for one more scorer off the bench. They want a big guy, preferably a power forward or a center, to come off the bench and give them some quality minutes. All right? Once again, people, we're back at it. Tap in. Tap into All Things Basketball Podcast on Instagram. Follow me and I'll follow you. Tap into All Things Basketball Podcast on Facebook. And if you need good training, hit the email button. Leave your information and I'll get right back to you. Download, share, like, download. Come on, people. All Things Basketball Podcast is for you. Let's go. Well, all right. Let's keep it going. Let's keep this beautiful show going, people. It's a wonderful, wonderful day out there, man. You got to get out there and enjoy those sun rays, I tell you. But let's keep it to all things basketball, all right? We're going to keep it on basketball, all right? And so here we go with Luke Walton, all right? Luke Walton out of Sacramento, the head coach of the Sacramento Kings, is citing that Sacramento is not a destination of preference in the California area. Well, I don't know about that. I mean, you know, the Sacramento Kings haven't been doing too well. Now, one of the things is that you will not be a destination for veteran superstars if you're in a rebuilding stage. And that's what I think is going on with the Sacramento Kings. Now, they have a lot of great young talent, but they have to keep building. And one of the things that a lot of the uh, superstar veterans look at is wins. They start looking at wins, all right? Now, Luke Walton was with the Los Angeles Lakers last year, all right? And so, you know, one King James is with the Los Angeles Lakers. And so, therefore, LeBron James will attract other superstars. But I don't believe that that the Sacramento Kings are not, are not bad. They're not that bad off. They've got a young team. They've got a young nucleus. And I think... Luke Walton is looking at the, the coach Luke Walton is looking at the tea leaves and looking at how all the moves are going on in the California area, and he's feeling a little left out. Well, there's no need to feel left out when you're in a rebuilding situation, coach. You're in a rebuilding situation, and you got a lot of young players, all right? And all you have to do with a team like Sacramento is start putting some W's in that, in that column, start getting some wins. All right. And once you start winning some games, then you will become an attraction to other teams. I don't know if you guys remember, Golden State was not an attraction to people. 
They were not an attraction to people before they got Steph Curry and Klay Thompson and Draymond Green. Those are the guys that changed the Golden State Warriors' fortunes. But Golden State was not an attraction, all right? They really weren't an attraction to um, veteran superstars, all right? And I saw an interview with Steph Curry's mother, and, and they were at draft day before Steph Curry that got drafted from Davidson, uh, and he, he called, they called his name, the commissioner called his name, and he said the Golden State Warriors. Now, of course, his father, Dale Curry, who played in the NBA, knew where the Golden State Warriors were located. But his mother said, where is that? I've never heard of that team. <laughs> so my point being is a lot of people didn't hear about the Golden State Warriors. They were a little bit, I mean, if you were into basketball, you knew about the Golden State Warriors. If you were really into basketball, you definitely knew about them. Okay? And so and so that's what happens with teams when they're not winning, you know. But we kind of got off. We're talking about Coach Luke Walton saying that the Sacramento Kings are definitely not a destination for stars in the NBA. Well, if you change your fortunes, in Sacramento coach and you work hard, you'll start seeing some of those superstars and if not superstars, stars start coming and landing in Sacramento and making that team a much better team. All right. We got that WNBA recap, people. Boy, y'all know Coach Luke loves himself some WNBA. But before we get into the WNBA, I want to give you guys a little bit of news. If you want to be a sponsor, you want ads on All Things Basketball Podcast, you can hit me up on All Things Basketball Podcast on Instagram, or you can hit me up on All Things Basketball Podcast on Facebook. And if you want to be a sponsor or you want ads on our show, hit the email button on Facebook, or just leave me a message on Instagram, and we'll get right back to you. If you want to be a sponsor or you want ads on the show, hit me up on Instagram, and if you hit me up on my Facebook feed, hit the email button and leave your information. All right, let's get into that WNBA recap, all right? All right, we only had two games. We had two excellent games last night, all right? WNBA recap. We had the Seattle Storm, the defending champion, 78, and my New York Liberty, Liberty, let's go. We want to do a live show, Liberty. All right, the All-Star uh, break is almost here. Half the season is almost over. Let's go. All Things Basketball Podcast, we want to do a live show. But let's continue with it. The Storm 78 and the New York Liberty 69. All right? And then we got the, the Minnesota Lynx 75 and the Phoenix Mercury, 62. Two games. Two games. Two excellent games. Coach Luke really didn't see too much of it, but I, I caught a few glimpses here and there. I didn't know the outcome until this morning, so I can't tell you no stories. But there were two excellent games, four excellent teams, and I'm telling you, people, you really got to tune in to that WNBA, people. You got to tune in to that WNBA. All right? All right, now this is a feel-good story, all right? Definitely a feel-good story. Jackie Young of the Las Vegas Ace. Now, she was the number one pick 
in the um, WNBA draft. She was the number one pick in the WNBA draft. And a lot of people were saying, we don't know what's going on with Jackie Young. And a young lady actually uh, hit me on the gram and said, is Jackie Young worth the number one pick? And really, I answered a question in a few words, but I told that young lady, listen, Jackie Young is going to be a superstar in the WNBA. And lo and behold, Jackie Young is really starting to show what she's all about, people. Jackie Young is really balling, man. And all right. And so now a lot of people are hush hush because what? Now she's showing all the worth as to why the Las Vegas Ace did their homework and picked her with the number one pick. All right. Jackie Young is really, really playing some ball. All right. You have Asia Wilson. You have um, Liz Cabbage. All right. And you got a lot of good talent over there. You got a lot of good talent in the Las Vegas Ace building. And I'll tell you what. Bill Lambeer is an excellent coach and an excellent uh, general manager. I think he does both. I think he has both titles. And so you got a lot of talent in Vegas. But Jackie Young is really playing some ball right now. And if you see the Las Vegas ace, you really need to take a good look at the number one pick this last past season, Jackie Young. She's really, really playing some ball right now. And like Coach Luke said, all she needed to do was get her pro chops under her. All she needed to do was really start to figure out the uh, uh, the pro game, all right? Coming from college, and then she came out of college, Notre Dame, all right? Played under the great Muffet McGraw, but she came out of college early. And so, you know, she needed time to really, really gather herself and become the pro that she needed to become. And so right now, she's playing some ball. And kudos to Jackie Young because she's a phenomenal player. And, of course, like Coach Luke said, she's going to be a superstar. Well, all right. Tap in, people. Tap in All Things Basketball Podcast on Instagram. Follow me and I'll follow you. Tap in All Things Basketball Podcast on Facebook. And if you need good training, you know what to do. Hit that email button, leave your information, and we'll get right back to you. We got a lot of great coaches on deck, and we got more coaches coming in that'll help you get your game better and better right before the season, whatever league you play in. And guess what? I've told you guys this before. It doesn't even matter if you play in a league. If you play for recreational purposes and you want to learn how to put the ball in the hoop, still hit the email button, and we'll come out there Coaches who come out there and work with you just for recreational purposes. You don't even have to be on a team. And so hit that email button and get with us at All Things Basketball Podcast, and we'll work you out. All right? Download, share, like, download. Come on, people. All Things Basketball Podcast is for you. Let's go. Well, okay. All right. Let's keep it moving, people. Let's keep it moving. And if I didn't say it before, I'll say it again. If you want to be a sponsor on All Things Basketball Podcast or you want your ads to your company to be on All Things Basketball Podcast, hit me up, man. Hit Coach Luke up, All Things Basketball Podcast on Instagram. And if you go to my Facebook feed, All Things Basketball Podcast on Facebook, hit the email button for sponsors and ads. Leave your information and I'll get right back to you. Well, all right, let's keep the show moving, people. Let's keep it moving, okay? All right, we got the name of the show. The name of the show, Wild Wild West. 
The name of episode 31, Wild Wild West, so let's talk about it. I think all of you people know I'm talking about the move that the Houston Rockets made, all right, bringing over one Russell Westbrook, all right? It's a wonderful move. It's a wonderful move, and it solidified the Western Conference. I'm going to tell you right now, it's very, very phenomenal conference. It is tilted again. At one point, the East was building up. All right. And of course, the defending champions, Toronto Raptors, hoisted the trophy. So the East is still in a build up situation. But I'll tell you what, the West has prevailed, man. The wild, wild West, man. You have the L.A. Clippers, the L.A. Lakers. All right. You got uh, the Houston Rockets. You got the Utah Jazz. You got the Portland Trailblazers. You got the Denver Nuggets. All right. I hope I'm not leaving nobody out because you got some wonderful, wonderful teams that will be contending for that Western title. And, of course, I can't leave out the Golden State Warriors, the Splash Brothers. Now, right now, they only have one Splash Brother, and Clay Thompson will be back late March, early April. So they're going to struggle a little bit, but not that much because they got D'Angelo Russell, baby. And D'Angelo Russell will fill in very nice. Now, he's no Klay Thompson, but he's a heck of a baller, man. He's an all-star coming over from Brooklyn. He's a heck of a baller. So you can't eliminate the Golden State Warriors either. They're going to be sniffing around somewhere in there. They're really going to be sniffing around somewhere in there. And so the West is packed. The The Western Conference is very, very packed, all right? And my sleeper, of course, is those New Orleans Pelicans. They're so young. They're so talented. They are loaded. They actually have a few rookies that is in the summer league right now that probably won't make the roster in September, but they will be on an NBA team. You probably got about three or four guys that will probably not make that last roster for the Pelicans. That's how loaded they are. But those four or five guys will go somewhere else and make NBA teams. So they got a lot of talent in New Orleans, and they might slip into the playoffs. Will they be a big? Will they make a big hit in the playoffs? No, not the first year. They're just so young and they're just so green. I don't believe they'll make a big hit in the playoffs. And you know the teams that I talked about prior to the New Orleans Pelicans are very veteran-laden teams. They know how to win, they especially, and they especially know how to turn it up. They know how to turn it up in the months of March, April, and May. And so those are the things that the New Orleans Pelicans will have to learn how to do. Now, to their credit, Alvin Gentry is an excellent coach, and he's been all over the place as far as experience. And he's seen the playoffs. But your coach seeing the playoffs and the players seeing the playoffs are really two different things. And so what's going on with the New Orleans Pelicans, they're going to have to take their bumps and bruises for maybe a year or so before they even get uh, anywhere in contention of the NBA uh, championship. But they're coming. They're coming. And so they're also in the West, is my point. And so this Western Conference is big this year. I'm telling you, people, the Western Conference is loaded. But I really believe the two L.A. teams are the front runners with Houston right there under them. All right? Any one of those three teams can represent the West. 
All right. Provided, I mean, you might get somebody like a Portland that sneaks in there. They're all talented enough to represent the West. But I think the two L.A. teams are the front runners in this situation. And I also give a little bit of edge when it comes down to the two L.A. teams. I give a smidgen of an edge to the Los Angeles Clippers. I don't know, maybe subconsciously because they're so close to Coach Luke's heart. I'm going with them. But I also don't see anybody coming off of that Laker bench as good as Sweet Lou Williams, baby. Sweet Lou Williams going to get you them buckets. And so I believe the Clippers, he's the uh, ace in the hole for the Clippers to get them over the top. And I think that the Clippers will win the Western Conference. It's still early. Injuries happen. Things happen, you know. And so I don't want to go out on a limb. We haven't even started training camp. We haven't even started the season. But my my thoughts, Coach Luke's thoughts, and through his eyes, through my eyes, I think the Clippers are actually the number one team with the Lakers being number two and Houston a close three. But any one of those teams can represent the Western Conference. And, of course, Utah can represent Portland. It's just a strong, strong conference, and they've become such a strong, strong conference over this free agency this past summer. And so, you know, you got a lot of teams that you really have to look out for when it comes down to the NBA Finals and it comes down to the Western Conference. I'll tell you that right now. And so you got to be careful with who you pick, but Coach Luke is picking the, um, the L.A. Clippers to take it over. And, and represent the Western Conference. Once again, people, we got to pay them bills. We got to pay them bills. And when we start to pay them bills, you know what to do. We got to tap in. Tap in the All Things Basketball Podcast on Instagram. Tap in the All Things Basketball Podcast on Facebook. And if you need good training, you know what to do. Hit the email button, leave your information, and we'll get right back to you. Download, share, like, Download. Come on, people. All Things Basketball Podcast is for you. Let's go. Well, all right. Coming out of the L.A. Lakers building. We just finished talking about the Wild Wild West. Well, I tell you, it gets even wilder. From what Coach Luke is understanding, that when the L.A. Lakers obtained Anthony Davis uh, a couple of weeks ago, they wanted him to sign a two-more-year extension on the one year he had left as far as via trade from the New Orleans Pelicans. Well, Anthony Davis declined to sign the two-year extension. He wants to play this season out, which makes him a free agent in the, in the summer of 2020. Wow. So he just wants to play this one season out. Well, i tell you what. That doesn't mean that Anthony Davis will leave the Laker building. It just means that he keeps his options open. Like I said before on my last podcast, it's now a player's league, and they have all the right to do what they want to do. And so coming out of the Laker building, Anthony Davis will not sign the two-year extension, all right, making him a Laker for three seasons, but he will play out his one year under the existing contract that he signed with the New Orleans Pelicans, and he will play out the one year, and he will be a free agent come this upcoming summer uh, 2020. And so, again, like Coach Luke said, that doesn't mean that he will leave the Laker brass or the Laker building. That just means that he's not going to sign the extension right away. And he won't sign the extension this season 
which the Lakers wanted him to do. And so there's a little pause of concern on the Lakers' part, but I don't think the Lakers have to worry. I mean, Anthony Davis wanted to get out of New Orleans so bad, and he's so happy uh, that he's a Los Angeles Laker. He doesn't really have to worry about too much right now, and he's going to be moving and transcending up with one King James. And so he doesn't have to worry too much about a new contract right now, but coming out of the Laker building, Anthony Davis declined to sign the two-year extension, and so he will play out this season and become a free agent in the summer of 2020. And so that's what's going on out of the Laker building right now with that bad, bad man, A.D., all right? And so now we have, we're going to get to uh, Mr. Zion Williamson. Mr. Zion Williamson, now you know he played for one season under Mike Krukeski, uh at Duke University. So they asked Mike Krukeski about Zion Williamson and his summer, league, his summer league debut where he got injured. He bumped, he had a deep knee bruise, all right? So Mike Krukeski is saying he doesn't even think that Zion should have played in the summer league because he wasn't in game shape. He wasn't in shape to play basketball. And so that's news coming out of Duke University. His college coach, Mike Krzyzewski, a great, great coach, Hall of Fame coach, of course, said that Zion Williamson should never have touched the floor in the L.A. Summer League. All right? And so not the L.A. Summer League, I'm sorry, the NBA Summer League. He should have never played because he was not in game shape. All right? But now, of course, when you're in the NBA, they always want all of the rookies to play. But I tell you what, it kind of brings me back to Ben Simmons. If you guys can remember when Ben Simmons was the number one pick by the Philadelphia 76ers, they told him he needed to play in the NBA Summer League. And his first game in the NBA Summer League, he injured himself and he missed his whole rookie season. And so I think they should have took a page from the Ben Simmons situation. Maybe the New Orleans Pelicans should have took a page from the Philadelphia 76ers in the Ben Simmons situation and not played Zion. But the gym was packed at the Vegas Summer League. They really wanted to see Zion. It was nothing but standing room only in the gym. And so it would have been pretty hard for the New Orleans Pelicans to then tell people that Zion Williamson would not have played in the um NBA Summer League in Vegas. And so he played most of the first game until he bumped knees with a New York Knick rookie. And next thing you know, he had a deep knee bruise. And so they took him out and he never returned as far as the NBA Summer League for the rest of the summer. And that was a good thing because now the New Orleans Pelicans proceed with caution with Zion Williamson. They will not let him play until the, um, until, um, camp starts in September. And so that's a great thing. Proceed with caution. After all, Zion Williamson is an excellent talent, and he is the number one pick. And everybody in the NBA wants to see what he's made of. And so you really have to proceed with caution when you're dealing with these young players and these type of injuries, all right? And so that's what's going on with the New Orleans Pelicans as far as Zion Williamson is concerned. And so he'll be ready. I really think Coach Luke really thinks he'll be ready for the NBA and the upcoming um, 
you know, training camp in September. And Zion Williamson will play at a high, high level. You better believe it. And so right now what's going on is his coach, his college coach stated that, hey, he should have never played in the summer league. He should have never played in the summer league. He wasn't in game shape. But we didn't know that. We just wanted to see Zion perform at a high, high level. And while he was out there, he sure did that, people. He sure performed at a high, high level. But I tell you what, he also realizes that this is the NBA, and these guys are much bigger, much stronger, and much faster. But Zion's going to be all right. He's going to fit right into the NBA situation. I'll tell you that, people. He's a phenomenal talent. He just got to get his his feet up under him as far as an NBA player, and he's going to be off to the races. You're going to see a superstar in Zion Williamson. And so that's what's coming out of the New Orleans Pelicans building that Zion Williamson's college coach, Mike Krakeski of Duke University, said he should never have played in the NBA Summer League. And that's just his opinion. But Zion went out there, and he wanted to show what he was worth. And so that's how that went. And so now he sits out until training camp starts, and he'll be ready for training camp. It's just a deep knee bruise, all right? From what Coach Luke knows, it's just a deep knee bruise. And so Zion will be ready for the NBA uh, training camp. Once again, tap in, baby. Tap into All Things Basketball Podcast on Instagram. Follow me and I'm going to follow you. Tap into All Things Basketball Podcast on Facebook. And if you need good training, of course, you know what to do. Hit that email button. Leave your information and I'll get right back to you. Download, share, like, download. Come on, people. All Things Basketball Podcast. It's for you. Let's go. Well, all right, people. Episode 31, Wild Wild West. It was wonderful. It was wonderful. And again, if you want to be a sponsor of All Things Basketball Podcast or you want ads for your company on All Things Basketball Podcast, hit me up on Instagram, All Things Basketball Podcast on Instagram. And if you go to my Facebook feed, you hit the email button and leave your information if you want to be a sponsor and ad. All right? You want ads to your company, okay? And so, hey, we had a wonderful, wonderful time. Episode 31. Wild Wild West, I'll see you guys on Wednesday. Good night. God bless.